understanding what Jesus says about this idea. Jesus' Conversation with Nicodemus The account of Jesus' first teaching on this subject is found in John chapter 3. I would like to work through this passage slowly so that we can gain a solid foundation for our ensuing discussion of the new birth. John writes, Now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night. Verses 1-2a through John immediately introduces us to Nicodemus and tells us two things about his background. First, he was a Pharisee, and second, he was a ruler of the Jews. The Pharisees were a conservative religious sect known for strict obedience to the law of God. The rulers of the Jews were the religious authorities in Israel. The Jewish nation was under the imperial authority of Rome and was ruled by a Roman governor. However, the religious authority in Israel was vested in a group of seventy men who formed a body known as the Sanhedrin. These men were the rough equivalent of senators in the United States, or cardinals in the Roman Catholic Church. When John identifies Nicodemus as a ruler of the Jews, he is clearly indicating that Nicodemus was a member of the Sanhedrin. Not all Pharisees were members of the Sanhedrin, but some members of the Sanhedrin were Pharisees. So Nicodemus was a learned and powerful man, highly trained in theology. Nicodemus came to Jesus by night. Why did he do that? I have a suspicion that Nicodemus was slightly nervous. He did not want to be seen publicly with Jesus, who was popular with the people, but was an object of suspicion among the religious authorities. So he was discreet in his first meeting with Jesus. However, he came with fine words. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Verse 2. It's significant that this leader of the Jews recognized Jesus as a rabbi and addressed him with the respect that was reserved for a theologian. Nicodemus was acknowledging that Jesus was an authentic teacher of the Word of God. He then went on to declare that at least some of the Jewish leaders recognized that Jesus was a teacher sent by God, thanks to the signs he was doing. This attitude was very different from that of the many in the party of the Pharisees. They did not have such a positive view of Jesus. In fact, they attributed his remarkable activities to the power of Satan. Matthew chapter 12, verses 22 through 32. But this Pharisee refused to make such an outrageous charge. Rather, he came praising Jesus. He was saying, Jesus, I recognize that you must be a teacher sent from God because no man can exercise the kind of power that you have displayed unless God was authenticating his message. A Necessary Condition Notice how Jesus responded. He didn't say, I'm humbled by this honor that you've bestowed on me, ruler of the Jews, member of the Sanhedrin. It's great to be praised by someone in such a lofty position. It's almost as if Jesus could not wait for Nicodemus to stop complimenting him. Once Nicodemus fell silent, Jesus responded as he always did in his teaching, by cutting through the fluff and getting to the heart of the issue. He said to Nicodemus, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Verse 3. In other words, 
Nicodemus, stop talking about peripheral matters and personal honors. The thing I want to get across to you is this. There is something a person absolutely must do in order to see the kingdom of God. In theology and philosophy, we enjoy making distinctions. And one distinction that is very important in these disciplines is the one between what we call a necessary condition and a sufficient condition. A necessary condition is defined as something that absolutely must happen before something else can follow. For example, in order for a fire to ignite, the presence of oxygen is absolutely required. If there's no oxygen, there can be no fire. By contrast, a sufficient condition is all that is necessary for a result to occur. Oxygen is not a sufficient condition for fire. It is necessary for fire, but alone it does not guarantee the result.